Have you forgotten how good parents treat children? That God regards you as his children? My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline, but don't be crushed by it either. It's the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training the normal experience of children. Only irresponsible parents leave their children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training so we can truly live? While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. But God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. At the time, discipline isn't much fun. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off handsomely, for it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. Some of us probably did not recognize Leave it to Beaver. But I was a kid through the 50s and the 60s, and that was kind of what I watched, Leave it to Beaver and Wally and those adventures. And that was just a little bit of a snip of kind of parental relationships back in the 70s. I had my turn in the 80s, and I can remember those that gave coaching to us said, you know, kids really want you to discipline them. Kids will really love you when, when you discipline them. And I remember, you know, thinking, well, that's really great. And I, re- I don't remember what child it was. But I remember we were going through one of those training moments and I'm explaining the discipline and then I applied the discipline and then this person was looking at me with this sneer and they said, I hate you. It didn't seem that they loved me. And then the antics that our kids went to, they kind of got the bumblebee bottoms because they would stack on their little underwear until they were padded when they knew discipline was coming. And then there was the one kid that we had that whenever he did something, oh, oops, (laughs) he hid, just like he would climb trees, like beaver, and we'd have to try to find him. Beaver, you know, where are you? You know, this is a subject that probably touches all of us. Uh, We've all been kids. We've all had parents. We've all been corrected. We've all been trained, or we're now in that process. And so as we go into this passage, obviously... God is saying, I'm your father, and I want to train you. But it would be a good time to answer this question, how is it that good parents treat their children? Because we need to learn how to do that, because that's what God's doing with us. So just some pointers. First of all, good parents love their kids. Love them. And they love their kids enough to correct them. And correction is for education, not punishment. So as you're correcting a child, you want to be thinking, what am I trying to teach my child through this? It's not, I'm going to punish you. It is, I'm teaching you this, and in order to remember this valuable lesson, I'm going to apply some correction. 
Kids need to be trained by correction, but not crushed by, not crushed by it. So training is not heavy-handed. It's not quenching the spirit, killing the spirit, making the child conform. Good parents say no to their kids. They figure out how to do that so that they don't spoil their kids. And then remarkably, children who are trained by good parents respect their parents by actually following the instructions that the parents have given them. And then you watch your kids mature from children to teens and to adults. Now we learn that from a God who is our Father. And He is a good Father. God loves us. Our Father loves us. Our Father loves us enough to correct us, to train us in all righteousness, to train us to be like Him. It takes training. Our Father corrects us for our education. He's not punishing us. God is not out to punish us. It's really not true that God's going to take you to the woodshed and whoop you. That's not true. He may take you to a private place to train you, and there is correction, and it it goes from mild to severe. The the New Testament has that range. But, But no... God isn't, doesn't have a big stick about to bop you on the head to punish you. That's not who He is. That's not how He's revealed in the Bible. His correction, is it doesn't crush us. Again, we don't cower in the presence of God. Oh, God, I'm just so, i got to live my life so carefully or God's going to just bop. No, that's, that's not God when that happens to us. And we, we, we know that He's a God that doesn't spoil us. That means God says no to us. There are times that He knows to say no because He doesn't want to spoil us. And then we, we, we learn, we grow up to respect Him and we respect Him by following His instructions. We do what He's trained us to do. And we mature. From babes to children to adulthood, spiritually speaking. Now, He's training us to become like Him. Just as you, as a parent, you're training your children to become like you. So this is just one area of training that I just want to kind of review, just so we kind of get the idea of what God's doing with us. God is love. In His character, He is love. And so He's trying to train us to be that incarnation of love. So the questions would be, are we kind? Are we kind? It's just that simple. Are we kind to one another? Are we kind? When we go into a grocery store... Do we, you know, like kind of make contact with the person that's checking us out? Are we kind to them? 
I mean, we, we, not, not all of us are verbal, not all of us are that, all that cheery and this and that, but I've noticed this, if I'll just make contact with the person with my eyes, I acknowledge they're a person, I say, thank you. Just be kind. Be, how are we doing? Are we kind? Because God's been kind to us. It's His kindness that leads us to repentance. We change the way we live because God's kind to us. Are we kind? Are we patient? You know, when the traffic starts stacking up and we're in a hurry to get... Are we patient? Because He's patient. And love is patient. He's trying to train us to be patient. Are we patient? Do we resist envy? Do we resist boasting? Do we resist pride? Do we resist dishonoring others? This is love. God is love. He's training us to be like Him. Are we not self-seeking? Are we not easily angered? Do we keep no record of wrongs? Do we rejoice with the truth? Are we a community that always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres? God's training us in all of these ways. So when things don't seem to be going quite right with us, maybe behind that is a God who's training us. I want you to be a person I want you to be a family. I want you to be a community of people that incarnate my love. And my love is very practical. My love is, there is an itemization, item by item. I want you to be kind people. I want you to be patient people. I want you to be people that don't envy your neighbors. I want you to be people that don't boast. Stop boasting. Stop being prideful. Be humble. Don't, don't, don't ever dishonor each other in public or in private. Resist that. Resist tearing others down to build yourself up. Because that's love. And God's training us to do that. And as children, as we respond to His training, then we actually begin to behave that way. We want to be a community that reflects the character of our God. Where are we in God's training of us just in this one area? There's others. This isn't the only one. I just think this is a really important one. Well, these are some questions that this passage asks of us. As God corrects us, as God trains us to be kind, just take that one. Do we shrug off his instructions? Just blow him off. I don't want to be kind. I have lots of reasons to be unkind. Others have been unkind to me, so I'm going to be unkind to them. My best friend through high school and college um, hit his sister. Can't imagine that. 
And so his mom said, son, you, you can't hit your sister. You know, she's, she's training him not to hit his sister. That's not appropriate. He said, well, no. I heard about it in Sunday school. In Sunday school, they said, do unto others as they do unto me. She hit me, and I hit her back. That went awry, didn't it? But in, in God's training us to do what's right in relationship. And so do we just shrug it off if he's instructing us. When we run across it in the Bible, when those in a community or a family point out, you know, you weren't very nice to that person. Do we shrug that off? Do we get defensive? Or do we say, you know, you're really right. I need to learn how to be kind. Help me, God. Help me to become like you. Are we crushed by his correction and so we just give up? I mean, some of us have had bad faith experiences with, with people like me that, I don't, you know, I'm sorry that I get represent, you know, like I represent God and sometimes, you, you know, you take me too seriously and like sometimes you get beat up like with like people like me and you kind of get crushed like, and then you just forget it. I, can, I can't ever measure up. Well, again, that's not God. God wants us to be successful. God wants us to be able to live out the character that He's revealed to us through the Bible so that we actually are kind people. Do you feel like you're in trouble with God? I mean, there are times that I I have been in trouble with God legitimately, but... But that's brought me to repentance. And it's brought on a change of character. So I don't walk around every day saying, Oh, I'm in trouble with God. Oops, I'm in trouble with God. I'm in trouble with God again. I'm in trouble with God once again. I mean, I mean, I hope that's not who you think God is. I hope you don't think that God's I mean, just waiting. I just can't wait till that person makes the next mistake. I'm gonna squash him. Because, again, that's not who he is. I mean, would you, would you prefer an irresponsible God that just, like, let us be what we wanted to be and just gave us everything we thought we needed? Is that who, we, is that who you would want God to be? That'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? What keeps us from embracing God's training and truly living? I mean, truly living. Again, we're talking about living life to its fullest. And part of that is God trains us in a way to live. We respond to His training. We start living that way and we discover, wow, life is really rich. Life is really full. I can't get enough of it. It's so great. But it takes training to get to that point. Do we believe that God does what is best for us? Our friends in this letter to the Hebrews, some of them went to jail. Some of them had their homes broken into and their stuff taken. And God said in that, you didn't do anything wrong, but let me train you through that persecution. Let me bring out the best in your character because you just had the opportunity to learn something about who I am and who you can be even when things are bad. 
My friends, life can break. Life does not always go the way we want it to go. And in those opportunities, God is saying, let me take you down the path of instruction. Let me show you how to pull it together. Let me show you how to experience a saving grace. Let me show you how I can refine your character even when your world is falling apart. Do we really believe that God does what is best for us? And are we beginning to experience the handsome payoff of God's training? Have we stopped resisting God training us to be like Him? Have we said, yes, I need your instruction. Yes, I need you to correct me. When I'm about to say something stupid, I need you to say, don't say that. And I say, thank you. When I start to do something that I know is wrong, and the Holy Spirit says, don't do it. It's not worth doing. Have we learned to say, you're right. I've tried that enough. I've done that enough. I'm not doing it again. Thank you very much. You've just trained me in something new. I mean, have we started to experience the handsome payoff of God's training? Fortunately, I can say at this point in my life, I have. But part of that is longevity. You know, 30 years ago, I would not have said that. But I've hit my head against the wall enough trying to do my own thing trying to go my own way, learning that He loves me, and He loves me enough to correct me. And as He corrects me, He leads me into a life that's better than I could have ever created myself. Do we believe that? So as we read the Bible, and we sense this conviction, I'm not really a very kind person. I'm really rude to people at the service station or at the grocery store, or my neighbor next door. I just kicked my dog. However, your unkindness comes out. I mean, do you sense that conviction that I was really unkind and I want to stop being unkind? And God says, I want you to stop being unkind too because that's not who I am. Let me develop my character in you. And that begins to pay off with big dividends and your dog is much happier. Do we really believe? So all of this is just to say, where are we? Where are we in maturing? It's okay to still be a babe in Christ and an adult in this body, as long as we're developing. We didn't all come to know Jesus at the same time. So some of us are still children. Some of us are adolescents. Some of us are teens. And some of us are moving on into adult. And then there's a whole range of young adults to senior adults. So where are we in this training program? God wants to train us. If you remember anything from this morning, the main thing maybe is I really want us to know that God wants to parent us responsibly. Our God is not an irresponsible parent. God doesn't let us do whatever we want to do. He's not irresponsible. He has a way 
He has a life that he wants us to live, and he wants us to get the most out of it. And for us to do that individually and as a community, we must invite him to bring correction to us, to bring training to us. At times, it seems very unpleasant, but it does over time produce the peaceful fruit of righteousness. May I make these suggestions for our week? May I ask you to get a couple of three-by-five cards, and on one of those cards write, Earthly Dad, and on the other card write, Heavenly Dad, and then I would encourage you to tape those on your bathroom mirror, wherever you get ready in the morning, and to separate the two. I would put your Heavenly Father card up at the top of the mirror, and your Earthly Father card down at the bottom of the mirror. The reason I would encourage you to do that is that many times in this area of correction, we have merged the two. I know for years, uh, I, I was looking through the lens of my earthly dad to my heavenly dad. And so I remembered how my dad disciplined me, like he would punch me, or he would be absent, or he would say rude things. Thank God he's apologized for all of that. I've forgiven him. That's done. But part of that was then being able to separate those. Oh, they're they're not the same. My Heavenly Father has never punched me. My Heavenly Father has never said something rude to me. My Heavenly Father has never ignored me. They're not the same. So for many of us, you know, good parents are hard to come by in this world. And so you may have had the experience of having some bad parenting. And so you you want to sort those out. If you're going to enjoy a heavenly father who loves you and corrects you, you cannot cannot mix the two. Now, for those of us that may have had a, a really good earthly dad that was really relying upon the heavenly father, then, you know, they may be closer on your mirror. Uh, But no dad on earth is perfect. We all make mistakes. Hopefully we admit them when we do. Second suggestion is every time you say or read God this week, say or read Daddy. Daddy. There's many things that I enjoy about Ron, but one of the things I really enjoy is when we pray, he typically will say, Daddy. Hey, Daddy. Abba, Father, is a way of saying Daddy. And and he wants to be our Daddy. Third suggestion. See if you can identify three areas of training you're currently receiving from your Heavenly Father. Like maybe being kind, or being patient, or stop envying what your neighbor has. I don't know what it is. But try to identify three areas where you know that you know that you know that you're being trained to be a better person in character, matching your Heavenly Father, and then share those three areas with a close friend or with your community group so that we can encourage each other. In this training, it's, this isn't just, an in, again, Christianity isn't an individual sport. Uh, we are being developed 
individually and corporately. Our family is, is being developed to become more like our God. And so we want to help each other in that. Again, sometimes there's fireworks in that because, you know, we're like an extended family and we're learning how to be healthy and how to encourage each other in that. The main thing is that we hang in there together and we go through the process together and, and we help each other become like God. That's where we're going. So those suggestions I, I hope will help you to begin to put into practice this good training that our Father is taking us through. If you would, please stand with me. This, you know, I'm going to say a prayer um, just in general for all of us. But then I want to invite you, if you would like additional ministry uh, before you leave today, we'll just kind of gather over in this side of the room while others are leaving. And I, w- I would really encourage you this. If, if, if your earthly dad was really a bad example of someone that parented, you know, you need somebody to know that and you need somebody to pray with you. That can be a real stumbling block in our lives. So if, if you're ready to say, help, uncle, uh, and you want, you want somebody to pray with you, I would be glad to pray with you. I know what that's like. I've been there. I've lived that. I've survived that. And I've also seen what God has done in my dad's life. Uh, he saved him and changed him. Uh, and, and, and so I've kind of seen the whole thing happen. And I would gla- I'd gladly pray for you uh, to experience something different in that relationship. Also, if it's really hard for you to say daddy, to be personal with God, to really believe that God wants you to climb up on his lap, to hear his heartbeat, that's really hard for you. Like you really just want, would rather God remain distant and far, and you know, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna revere you, but you kind of make him really holy and removed. I'd really like to pray with you because I think that's a real stumbling block. To again, entering into this correction, and then finally, if it's hard for you to share with others how God is training you, you just would rather go it alone. You would just rather, you know, keep your personal struggles to yourself. Or you've been burned, you know. You've shared with somebody and you thought they were going to kind of keep it confidential and they didn't. They blew your cover and now everybody knows that you're a jerk. Uh, Not really. You're not a jerk. But you've just been burned maybe and you're just not willing to share areas of struggle. I mean, I think those are all areas that we can do ministry this morning and help. And, and move us on in this process of maturing. So let me pray. Father, thank you very much that you are a good father. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you've demonstrated your love for us. Thank you that you demonstrated your love by giving your very best son, Jesus, to us to show us how to live life, to show us how to do ministry, and then to end his life as a sacrifice, giving his life for us and then being raised to, to, to life. You know, so Lord, thank you that you, you have, gosh, you've shown us how you love us. 
So we are grateful for that. And we thank you that you want us to become like you. You want to mold and shape our character. You want to transform us from the inside out. You want us to be people who love like you love. You want us to be a community that loves like you love. And we would all acknowledge that we fall short of that. But Lord, we thank you that you're training us to be that type of people. And we welcome you, Lord. We ask you to continue to train us to be like you in every area, whatever that might be. And then finally, Lord, I ask for those of us that, that need additional ministry in some of these areas, it's really hard. It's, it's, it's scary um, to make ourselves known in areas of where we've been hurt. I just pray that, yeah, Holy Spirit, you would embolden us to receive help from others today. And we give you thanks, Lord, and we trust you to continue to train us in a life of righteousness. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Thank you for our time together.